This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermeer, and today, in episode 10, we're going to be looking at Christmas shopping the techie way. I don't know whether you're one of those people who actually like shopping, but I'm not, and so this time of the year, Christmas time, is fairly stressful for me because I have to buy lots of gifts. So over the years, I have developed a somewhat system to help keep everything organized and to make this time as streamlined as possible. Now, the first thing that I do, my first tip, is that I start collecting ideas for gifts throughout the year. You know what it's like, somebody mentions a book, or perhaps you um, see an item, pops up in your uh, Facebook feed, or you're visiting someone's home, whatever it is, I try and keep track of all the items that I notice that I think one of my children or my nieces, whatever, would be interested in. I use Evernote to keep track of everything. I have a folder in Evernote that is labeled gifts and to make it easier myself, I just simply dump all the ideas in there. Of course, sometimes I'm confused and I wonder who I intended something for, but it's at least I know where to find all my ideas. The second thing you want to do is you want to try and get your family to create wish lists. Ideally, again, they'd be creating them throughout the year, but that never seems to happen. I also have never managed to get all my children and um, all the other people I'm buying for to create wish lists in the same place. So I just have to deal with that. But you can get them to create wish lists on Amazon. So if most of your shopping might be done on Amazon, that is easy to have an Amazon wish list. And on Amazon wish lists, you can put items that aren't actually found in Amazon, which is very helpful. The other thing place that you can get them to create wish lists is on Pinterest. Uh, Some of my children like to do that. They have actual secret boards, which they share with me, and that's where they just put things that they'd like like, um, somebody to buy for Christmas or birthday. Obviously, you could just simply also use Google Docs or Google Sheets, and we end up using a combination of that. We have a master list of everybody's wish lists, which is on Google Docs, and then we just drop in uh, the different people in our family's specific wish lists so we can find each other's. But you may still need more ideas. So we come to point number three. So it comes now to this time of the year we're at now and you're actually realizing you don't have enough ideas. Perhaps the children themselves don't know what they want. So you need to start looking. Now, probably you all know Pinterest is a good place to go. It's nice and visual and you can often get great ideas there. The other way is, of course, simply uh, using a search engine. When you use the search engine, you can look for very specific keywords. I found my best luck when I do things like gifts for horse lovers. Okay, I don't have any horse lovers, but you get the idea. But get very specific in describing your child. I will, in fact, recently have been looking for my niece and I looked for travel gifts for six-year-olds or gifts for six-year-olds who are traveling because that's exactly what I needed for her. A third place where you can find ideas is look on the blogs that you may be already reading. Um, If you're reading a couple of homeschool blogs on a regular basis, go and look 
almost everyone will actually have gift lists. The sponsor of our show, Funder Funder Academy, already has gift lists, gift lists up for um, ideas for teen and tween gifts that have some kind of academic uh, value to them. This is not meaning that they, they're uh, extremely boring, but just that, that there is some educational value to them. And uh, they have a list for that, and all those items are under $25. And I know they're busy working on ones for Spanish games and also for um, stocking stuffers for, for teen boys and girls. So go and take a look um, at the blogs that you might be looking at. As I say, go look at our show sponsors. Now, once you have your ideas and you're ready to start shopping, you need to be organized. If you have more than one person to buy for, and you probably do, you really need to keep, keep track of the whole process. I like to use Google Sheets. Um, I know some who use Trello as well as Google Sheets. Trello, if you don't know what it is, it's a project management system. It has nice check boxes. You can make lists of what you need to do and who you're buying for, and you can literally put checks next to each one as you do it. So that is one way. I just do it all on Google Sheets because I can also uh, use the mathematical functions. So here are some ways to use Google Sheets. Firstly, you could use it to set a budget and keep track as you buy things. You can keep summing each, um, you can sum the values of what you've spent money on and you can see your totals immediately and see if you're starting to run out of money, if you need to find cheaper gifts or just generally how you're doing. And also, if you like me, we try to keep our, the value of the gifts we buy for each child similar. And so this way I can keep track and making sure that one child isn't getting three times the value of another child. Um, if you're super organized, you may do a lot of research and figure out um, that there are different places where you can get different models. You may want to just keep a track of all those and then sit down with your husband and, or if the husband's listening, sit down with your wife and sit and together uh, decide which one of them is the best. Um, I tend to have a different sheet for each child and as I buy an item, I put it on the sheet and you could be you could even put the date you buy it on you could then keep track of when it arrives because if you're like me after a little while you have no idea what has actually arrived and what hasn't so if you actually open the boxes and then either put a date as to when it's arrived or you could simply use color coding so the 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 row can just be white when you buy it then when the item comes in you could color it green and then when you actually wrap it you could color it red you, you you could go into that amount of detail. But however it is, I think you'll find that if you put everything on Google Sheets, you can see where you're at, um, who you've bought for, who you haven't bought for, and how much you've spent. Now, um, we're going to go looking into actually how to decide where to buy each item. So let's assume now you know what you're looking for, and you're starting to look to see which brand perhaps is better or if you're looking for a game which game is going to be best for your child the easiest place to go to is of course Amazon um, I tend to go and read not only the description but the reviews in reading the reviews you can see will this fit your type of child I'll go and look and see is there somebody who seems to have a child like mine who's written about it did their child like it or not you can also just see, obviously, quality reviews, etc., as you're reading through. But there really is no need to be buying something that has poor reviews because you just didn't notice. So just spend those few extra minutes and do that. The other thing you really need to check is your price comparisons. 
Now, my children tend to uh, give me links. They don't just tell me what they want me to buy. They're obviously nervous that I won't get it right. And so they'll give me the direct link to the item. However, that does not mean I'm going to click that link and buy it. Because often you can find that same item cheaper elsewhere. Now, even if you prefer to shop in stores, and you're not like me who likes to shop online, because I do not like the stores, you could still stand there in the store with your smartphone and put in the item that you're seeing in front of you and check and see. Now, obviously, you might not want to do this for every $10 item, but if you're buying items that are a higher value, just make sure that the deal that they say you're getting really is the deal. Um, I've noticed that even stores that you would think would be more expensive are sometimes cheaper. I remember a couple of years back, my one daughter asked for a specific item of makeup, and I don't know if it was Ulta she linked me to or... Um, whether it was just on Amazon, I don't know. But I went and, and just did a search online and found the cheapest place was actually Nordstrom of all places. They shipped it to me cheaper than I could have bought it in any store uh, around us as well. And that is a very important thing to note that shopping online is often cheaper, even though they have to ship it. It is often cheaper than going into a store. I'm not sure still exactly why this is happening, but you do want to have a look. The other thing about shopping online is you often have more variety. Even uh, two days ago, I was shopping just for myself and I noticed it said online only for the item I was busy buying. So if I'd gone into that particular store, I wouldn't even have found, found it. Because if you're sitting and shopping online, it means you don't have to get babysitters. You can do it when the children are asleep. Um, and you can just you can do it in between things while you're cooking. It just gives you that a lot more flexibility. Um, around Christmas time, I do tend to read email letters from stores. I have plenty that arrive, just as I'm sure you do, and I have a Gmail account, so they all go into that promotions tab most of the time. Now, either you want to make sure that you're seeing the stores you really like and move it out of the promotions, pull it into your actual inbox. And this is true for everything that you may be subscribed to, blogs, um, newsletters, whatever else. The ones you really want to see, make sure you drag them across or else they all just sit in promotions. But I just tend to go into promotions and I scroll through quickly and I have a look at stores that I think I might be using. And particularly if I know that a child wants say, a, a sweater from Gap, I will watch out for when Gap has free shipping. And as it gets closer to Christmas, most of the stores will offer free shipping and they'll offer extra special specials because they're trying to move items. So watch out for those and you can save a lot of money. My number eight point, the last one was number seven, if you've lost track here, number eight is I always shop through portals to save money. That means that I don't just click directly on the store I want takes a little extra time, but I have um, it all set up and you can just easily um, have them all in your dashboard uh, as, as a um, little uh, items just to click. And so it doesn't really take much more time. And I tend to uh, vacillate between two places, EV reward, and this is all going to be in the show notes. Just look for homeschoolingwithtechnology.com and episode 10 and you'll find all these links. EV reward lets you earn miles um, and points also for, for some other um, shopping 
uh, some other of the programs, the rewards programs. I tend to use it for Delta miles or United miles and different ones have different amounts. And that's the cool thing about EV reward. You can actually see how much you'll be rewarded. So you can go on there and decide, oh, I'm going to get Delta miles with this. And then you click through into the Delta shopping portal and everything you buy through that will give you miles. The other way I like to do it is through Ebates. And Ebates literally gives you a rebate. And I've just done it as I was doing my shopping over the last few days. I first went to Ebates and then through that um, I went into the different stores and they send you within about a week you get notified how much and it's anywhere between 1% and sometimes 10% even depending on the time of the year that you get back in money and uh, a couple of weeks later it arrives in your PayPal account or they can mail you a check if you prefer that. It is not a scam, it really works. I have been doing it for years and particularly after Christmas when you spent a lot of money, it is so nice to get that money coming in in January, the rebates from what you've bought. So go check that one out. The last one I'm gonna mention here is Honey. And Honey tells you if you can find the item you're looking for cheaper elsewhere. And this works particularly well on Amazon. Uh, sometimes the one that Amazon shows you is not actually the cheapest and that you can actually find one that's still free shopping or still prime or whatever else but cheaper that somehow just gets buried and honey pops up and says no no no, don't buy this one do this one instead uh, again it's just something you install and it just is there automatically and that has saved me a lot of money so all those three things save me a lot of money every time I'm shopping number nine is those last minute gifts this is another techie shopping tip when you suddenly realize you've forgotten someone and it's either too cold or too snowy and you don't want to run out to do it or perhaps they live far away and you know it's not going to get to them in time. There are so many e-gifts now that you can give people. Obviously the easiest one is gift cards, you, the ones that you can just email or send through Facebook or however you do it. Um, Amazon is the popular one but you know many of the food places will do it too. Airbnb is one I've given my kids, Uber and Lyft. Steam, which uh, every teen gamer will tell you is a great gift. It's it's um, allows them to buy their own um, online games. All of those things uh, are, are make great ways just to be able to email a gift. The other thing is you can actually buy computer games um, through Steam. If you have a Steam account, if you know the person's Steam account, I will often buy for my children. I can go look at their wish lists even, and I select something and I tell it to deliver on Christmas Day. The same will apply to apps through iTunes. I will also go and find some fun games and send them an app or two. And of course, ebooks through Amazon. Uh, my kids all appreciate getting the odd ebook. And again, I set it to deliver on Christmas Day. The other last minute gifts that can be sent via technology, via your email, are subscriptions. You could get them a subscription to magazines, to Spotify, software things like Adobe if they're into photography or graphic design. And then there's Kiwi Crate and all the other crates that are linked to them. You can just send, send the notification that it will be coming. So although I know these subscriptions are for, many of these are for actual hands-on items, you can still send the subscription notification on Christmas Day. Snack boxes, I used um, one called Treats to send for my, to one of my college nieces the once. Birchbox, um, which my older son got for my youngest daughter for a couple of years and she's really enjoyed that and she's quite happy to get a notification that that's what she'll be getting for the year. 
And then my final techie tip for Christmas shopping is actually for what happens when you're not going to be home for Christmas Day. And it's one thing if you're going to be driving somewhere in the car, but every alternate year we end up traveling somewhere by plane. And especially when the kids are younger and some of their gifts are quite sizable, you can't really take them with you. But of course, the kids want the gifts. And this is where I used to use technology to try and make it a little more fun. Um, Nowadays, I just tend to print off pictures of whatever they're getting. And I um, roll them up like a scroll, put some tape on uh, them and tie a little bow on them. But some of the things that when they're younger and they wanted a little bit more excitement was I would create a QR code that they could then scan and they would then see what they got. So I would uh, probably just take a, a, a scan, um, create a QR code of the actual picture of, of the item. And then I would either hide the QR codes they could find, or I'd wrap up the QR codes. But it just took an extra little bit of um, effort for them, a little bit more fun. And although they still wouldn't have the actual item, they would get to see it. So I hope that some of these tips about how you can use technology in your Christmas shopping will actually help you and make this time of year a little bit less stressful. If you want to find uh, links to any of the things I've mentioned, just go to our show notes at uh, homeschoolingwithtechnology.com and it is episode 10. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.